This is Brad Marchand, and you're listening to Breaking the Ice with Josh Dolan. I don't think he would ever let a pizza get out the door before he buried the whole thing, so he likes to eat that kid. You put all this shit on social media, some special guest. Okay. Yeah. We got Mistress Carrie here. Oh, Hi. No way. Where is she? Oh. Or she has us here. Yeah. We're you're in welcome. We're trapped. <laughs> Thanks right for now, showing podcast, up at my house. This podcast is surfing on couches right now. Why not? We're homeless. We're just hitchhiking until we find a studio. It's kind of like being unemployed. We should call it Kinda. the homeless podcast. Wait, you're, wait, you're oh, unemployed? Oh, no, that's insensitive. Yeah. Did Are, aren't we all unemployed? Did something happen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People have... I've seen a few things on social media. What happened to WAF? Corona. The coronavirus. The coronavirus. Yeah, I'm a little sniffly, by the way, but I don't have the corona, so you guys are fine. I got a little tickle. Who has a fever? I do. Shit. And it calls for more cowbell. (laughs) (laughs) The only prescription is more cowbell. (laughs) I miss my cowbell button in the studio. Oh, yeah. Do you have a cowbell here? Uh, Yeah. I could get one on my phone right now. Do you want to? Make it part of the Download it. I don't want to go dig it out. <laughs> it's with the triangle and the tambourine and the harmonica and the kazoo. I had a wow. little I oh. had a little assortment of musical instruments in the Let's office. Start a band. We didn't Some do the right show prep for this show. Obviously not. <laughs> That's why we're fired. That's right. Because we suck at our jobs. This is why we're fired. I forgot to bring my triangle to work today. You're gone. It's a station that does Jesus. Also, I just want to say how much I love this room. Yeah, talk about the war room. Yeah, you guys are in the war room. Welcome to the war room. Literally, there's war all around us. There's a tank in here. The guy that uh, I bought the house from, this was his uh, library or his study. Really? And I'm not a library or study person. So this is uh, old family photos of people that were in the military or in earlier generations of my family. Nice. Um, all of the stuff I brought back from my trips overseas. And then the rule of the war room is that if you were in the military, the first time you come over, uh, you're a guest. The second time you come over, you're family, and you have to leave something behind in the war room. So if you go poking around on all those shelves and stuff, there's all kinds of little tchotchkes and patches and coins. Those and coins are awesome. Yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of really cool stuff that people just come over and they always lick, leave a little offering in the war room. Josh, that cabinet over there is where you really want to go, though. Open it up. What's in there? Open Just it. go open it. Open it up. Open it. Open it. Take yeah. the mic it, with you. Is, it, is something going to pop out? No. <laughs> okay. Nobody's oh. going to lick a napkin <laughs> over there. It's like the Green Berets. There's some like bungee it's stick in there. It's a treat for you, Josh. Oh, did you hear that? Yeah, what I if, heard what, it. What happens when they come no, over the o- a third? No, the other one. Well, you can open. Yeah, that yes. one right there. They'll look the same. Oh, alcohol. Oh, boy. It's the bar, man. I like it. I like That's it. That's trouble. Now, op- open up that cabinet down there. That's where the guns are? Oh, oh. backup bar. Yeah, you got to keep yeah. the guns with the booze. <laughs> That's a good yeah. idea. The whole wall is booze behind the, the wood paneling. Last time I was here was your 40th, and it was a bender. You stayed for three days. We got shit On the cows. We got shit-faced. You stayed, and you just ate leftover meatballs and watched football for three days. Yeah. Wow. I was happy. I, I and was, we were starting to wonder if he was ever going to leave. <laughs> yeah, what was, what's the saying? After one day, I say I get out. <laughs> yeah, right. 
<laughs> it was, it was a, that party was awesome. You had a coffin. You had a purple coffin in this house. Yeah, it's downstairs. I still have it. <sighs> now, where do you get a purple coffin? From a couple of undertakers. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That you was take a, it up, Josh. I got some I friends say, in weird places. Did you get it from Dave Navarro? I know he has a few. If somebody shows up at the radio station in a hearse in the loading dock with a coffin, That's and it's, they say it's a gift, you say thank you, and you take it home. I will, I will Did you put it on your car and drive it? No. So here's the funny <laughs> part, right? You get it home. So the, the, this was at the Guest Street studio. And the, re- the security guard downstairs says there's a delivery for you in the loading dock. They wheel the casket upstairs, and they were dressed, you know, they're real funeral, dro- funeral directors, so they had suits on and everything. They wheeled it down the halls, got it into the studio, and I was like, at the time, I think I had like a Ford Escort or something. And I was like, guys, there's no way that is going to fit in, in my car. And they were like, well, well, we'll bring it to your house. So at the time, I was living in a condo complex, and I was the youngest person in the whole condo complex. <laughs> the hearse pulls up. The undertakers get out. They walk the casket into my front door. And all the old people in my community were like, what the fuck? Well, they were probably <laughs> like, oh, another one bites the dust. And Who then when that? I moved into this house, the movers... <laughs> were Brazilian and they didn't want to touch it. They were making the huh. sign of the cross. Oh I swear God. to God, oh, they did geez. not want to touch it. They wouldn't bring it in the house. They would only put it in my garage. They just, re- they refused to actually physically bring it into the home. Why? I don't know, but at least they took it off the truck and put right. it in the garage, okay. yeah. which took some negotiation. I'm sure. And That's everybody weird. that comes over, they want to do two things. They want to see it and then they want to get in it and take selfies. Be I honest, have, have you spent the night I haven't spent the night. It's not comfortable. No? They look a lot more comfortable (laughs) than they are. What a jip. Yeah. I don't want to go out in comfort. They're made made for the dead. I don't care. I I want something that has, you know, a nice pillow, (laughs) little elbow space, you know, in case I want to get on my phone. (laughs) When you're dead? Yeah. (laughs) And back when I was a roadie, when I used to build stages and stuff, they used to call hex keys, like, you know, like a big Allen wrench to lock the staging panels together. They called it a coffin key. And I never knew why. Then I got that casket, and it takes a big hex key, and it's got a, a socket for it, and it lowers and raises the platform that the body lays on. So oh that if God. it's a really small, skinny person, you got to raise the platform. And then if it's like a big, giant, fat person, you got to lower it so that they actually fit inside. Why did you and point it at takes me? a big hex key to do it. <laughs> She's a great big, fat person. <laughs> So there you go. You learned something today. That's why they call wow, it coffee. coffin this key. This is a very educational show so far. Yeah. This I just had a great idea for the unemployed people in the room. Uh, coffin hub. Ooh. Ooh. Like Grubhub. Yeah. Where we deliver coffins. Yes. So we'll go out and we'll, I'll strap the coffin to the top of my Corolla and I'll bring it to your house. <laughs> you know? Did you ever think after 20 some odd years of doing a job in radio, you'd just say that out of your mouth? <laughs> Every day's a, every day's a surprise, Isaiah. He every really, day. He really liked the uh, the meat cutter in Carrie's kitchen. I'm I mean, telling he, you, he that's a pro. And, that's a pro level meat slicer. Right it is. There. It came it's out of my grandfather's bark. bakery. That, when did you get that thing? That thing is probably from the '60s. Yeah, oh. you can tell by the yeah. way it's designed. It's got nice round edges. Oh yeah. It's got the, kind of the Art Deco panel near the blade and everything yeah. like that. Those things are. Beautiful. You're taking pictures of it and moaning. That's like that's right. I'm telling you, I used to work in a deli, man, and handling all the meats and slicing them and everything. It was just a beautiful thing and making sandwiches and stuff like that. If I had one of those in my house now, 
I'd never leave. I just have I'd call I'd call Grubhub and just have them deliver huge slabs of meat to my house and just make sandwiches. I need four all salamis. Right. Yeah, this I is know. Mike Shue. I, this is Again. my eighth Italian sub. Yeah, I one need, week. Yeah, for you it's a meat slice. You can for come me over here with a... meat anytime you want, Mike. Thank We're unemployed, so I'm around a lot. I'll bring the pimento loaf. Why yeah. don't you just open a deli? Shoes deli done. Oh yeah, except I'll eat. You know, it'll be like uh, Scarface. I'll just get into my own supply and sell vinyl. Let's fuck get some up. vinyl. Yeah, sandwich. vinyl and See you later. Vinyl Jewish it's deli. Be meat coffins. Right. Vinyl. And we'll deliver and everything. Platters. He wants a poo He wants poo poo platters. Yeah, vinyl. Now meet and with a dispensary in the back. Oh, right, five, no next sorry, door. Five. You gotta have it next door, so then they come into the you know, and then it's all you know. So you have, <laughs> you, you have plans. I'm ready. Corona. Do you have? I'm ready. The thing. Do I have a what? The thing. What thing? The corona. <laughs> oh, oh god. god. Oh, we're there it screwed. Is. Oh, okay. Oh, Get into right. the biosphere now. The shortest podcast ever. Goodbye. We were getting some props on social media. Somebody actually was like, oh, I like the podcast. You guys aren't talking about fucking Corona. Well, well there's no avoiding it now. Well, they, they canceled yeah. the St. Patty's Day yeah, parade in right? Southie. How can you not talk that's about right. it? That's major. And can I just bring this up? Because you guys have known me for a long time. Yep. All of a sudden, my zombie prepping doesn't look that crazy now, it does it? fucking does not. You guys have made fun <laughs> no. of me for fucking years. I never made fun of you. About my zombie closet no. and the MREs no. and all of that. And now all of a sudden, everybody's racing to BJ's to buy fucking toilet paper and bleach. <laughs> yeah, what's and, with the toilet paper? What's well, the do you want to run out of toilet paper? Eh, I mean, there's plenty can, of, you know, I, I, that wouldn't be the first thing I'd want. Can you make it on your own? Like, there's a lot of things you can make. You can't make toilet paper. I can paper. improvise with for toilet paper pretty well. well. Yeah. She, she legitimately has everything downstairs, like in. I have a zombie closet. And and it's pretty much fucking getting to zombie land right now. Yeah, and don't think you guys are coming over when it all happens. We're already fucking here. Why yeah. do you think yeah, we Isaiah's came not to leaving your... again? Oh, imagine I got a couple weapons that say you're leaving when we're done. <laughs> all of a sudden, we get an alert that lockdown happens right now, and we yeah, can't leave. Yeah, you don't want to be stuck in this biosphere. Well, look, if it happens now, we're safe. Thank you. For now. Do we have to give you money? You got to give me skills. You, you're not allowed to come here if you're not going to contribute to the whole. Done. What, it's like, it's what, like what is your skill? Tell me what you need. How do I contribute to the whole? <laughs> oh, well, there's his fucking skill. There you go. <laughs> He'll be the smart ass. I'll dig holes. Josh? I'll, I'll drink some of that alcohol. Yeah. yeah that'll, that that'll keep the corona yeah. away. I know so, that Tito said not to stockpile vodka, but it's actually one of the things that a lot of preppers actually stockpile because whiskey, you can do right? a lot of things with, clean it. with yeah. it. Clean with it? You can clean with it. Um, you can sterilize things. You can obviously get drunk. Shit and it's faced. currency. You can buffer the effects of a spiteful communist regime. Right. Yeah. That's Whiskey good stuff. and cigarettes, right? Uh, well, cigarettes, cigarettes, yeah, but like... This you... isn't prison, Josh. It's a show. Oh, no, but sorry. you made a good point. It's currency because at it's some currency. point you're going to have to say, I'll give you this if you, you know, stop. Yeah, doing... you want stuff that's not going to go bad. So you want stuff that's in cans. You want stuff that's in jars. Uh, you know, like sugar and salt and flour, rice, Twinkies? pasta. Twinkies. Twinkies. Those things can Twinkies be a, a Twinkies. will last forever. A nuclear yeah. blast. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you know, stuff like condensed milk and powdered eggs. Do you have all that? Beef jerky. She just looked at me like, are you fucking kidding Come me? Come on, Isaiah. You got, you've, you've been doing this for Toilet years. paper, obviously. How Jesus. long could you last if shit went south? I don't know. Six I, months? Eight? Uh, it depends on... How south? Yeah, you know, like I've got like dog food. I, I even have baby food in case somebody like, you know, Has ended up with a baby. Because <laughs> I make it. That silence is because we're all running through our head. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking the, the right movie now. Outbreak. Yeah. Uh, the the book. So, the stand. So walking you can, dead. You're ready for zombies. 
You're ready for a plague. Are you ready for a plague? Like, can you wrap the house in plastic? I mean, it's going to take some suit? duct tape. Do you have but, gas masks? Yeah. <laughs> you buy all the duct tape when they tell you to buy yeah, it. Yeah, you got the I'm plastic cheating, the visqueen. Yeah, you got to have all that. What about invasion? Like, say we got a uh, Red Dawn situation You're happening. You're in the war room, Mike. Right. I'm going, just saying. I see the old M1 rifle up there. I don't know if that's going to take out the Cuban army. I guarantee yeah, you she's got weapons not. downstairs. No question. <laughs> if she has all the toilet paper, she has a goddamn Did you knife. see those over there? What? With the little Will this tank? microphone reach over there? It should. Until all the glasses go. Oh, move. Don't, oh God. Don't watch out. Careful. Oh, careful. Oh, oh. What is that? Oh, yeah. Oh, there it is. God. Dude, we need to put that. Take a picture of that. Is that so yeah. from This Rambo? is a sword that one of the guys I met in Afghanistan made out of a blown up Humvee for me. Take wow. a picture. Can you take Thank a picture of that? Yeah, that's fucking. What is that? That's meant for killing. That is meant yeah. for killing. That is crazy. Holy shit, right? You want to know where Mistress Carrie has been? Boom. Look at that picture. Like, it fuck, weighs like 30 pounds. Fuck the radio station. You're just going to be somebody's bodyguard. And then if that doesn't work, you go old school. What is that? Take a it's picture a of that. It's a Zulu war club. Oh, you hit someone like, in the noggin. I brought it home from Africa. That's a black shillelagh. This thing will <laughs> crack your skull open. Yeah, look at that thing. That's solid yeah. up top, right? Yeah, feel so it. So that looks like... I thought it was a pipe. This looks, It looks like... it. It's like... It's a, weighted perfectly. It's like a nut bag on the end of a rod. It looks like a thigh bone with your with it the does. ball. Dude, that would yeah, kill you ways. if you hit it's somebody. Little, oh, if you hit somebody in the head with that, they would die. Got yeah, a little point on the end. Yeah, that that cracks the skull. I brought it home from Africa. Oh, it it's. Did you kill someone for it? I did not. Oh, okay. I feel like if we go to Walmart today, you're gonna fucking need that. It, it's possibility to in the toilet yeah. paper section. <laughs> <Exactly>. Walmart carry these. <laughs> oh, I, there's I, a lot I, of weird stuff in here. That's that's why I wanted you guys to come and hang out in here because there's a lot of weirdness in here. This is and this is a real ISIS flag. It is a real ISIS flag. So on the wow. table where we have the, all the recording, not stuff, a replica. That's this like is an a, actual no, no, ISIS that's, flag. Yeah, from you, the bad guys. Did you pull that off of a guy? I did not, but but they someone someone brought it back for me. Oof. <clears throat> that wow. had close personal knowledge of the person that had it mm-hmm. before it was taken from them. them. I'm sure that ISIS would be very happy to know that that was sitting in my house with a mimosa on top. They're not getting anywhere near Fuck this house. I know you have the yard mind, probably. <laughs> Here, let, me, let me put this down. Yeah. <laughs> there, yeah. <laughs> there is a clear path from where you park your car to the house. Yeah, there's, there's a kill the zone. That's like, yeah. what, 300-foot kill zone in the yeah, front? Yeah, something like that. It's a perimeter. You got like 700 feet in the back yeah, here. Yeah, it's a sniper's nest up there on yeah. the roof. You right. know. There's a hole. In, you can open that like a tank and just... See, I feel good about it except that she's coughing. So yeah. when she dies... The disease is inside the house. Look, there the are sh- other reasons to cough but besides corona, like seasonal allergies. If people not notice it's been 70 degrees? Yep. Oh, yeah. Or you just have, you know, a tickle in your throat, and <coughs> now all of a sudden... You're dead. 2020 is wild. AF went off the air. We're talking about the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right? Did you think at the beginning of the year we'd be talking about this? Patriots weren't in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Remember when we were just worried that Tom Brady was leaving? Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so over that. Just leave already. And just then, leave. Go hey. to Tennessee and play. Hey, hey. Just hey, retire. I, I hope he leaves. I hope he leaves. He's going to the XFL. Oh, my oh, God. What? That would be amazing. About? We're done talking about Tom, it. Tom. We called that a long time don't ago. Don't listen to Mike Shue. I love you. I want you to yes. stay. Please. Just go somewhere else, Tom. Give no. us all a break. That's reverse psychology. No, That's you know what the, No, you know what that is? That's just sick of people moaning about it for like a whole two years. It's going to be a long Just summer. moaning about He's it. Not like, make where's it he going to go? What is he going to say? I don't know. Uh, there's a virus killing people all over the world. Does it really matter? That's and WAF went off the air. Can yeah. we th- put things in perspective, Come please? On. Yeah. Talk Christ. about that from your point of view. 
the station going gone in two days. It sucked. Right. I That's mean, a good way to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> I, that sucked. It sucked. It sucked. I mean, let me put it to you this way. I got divorced. This is worse. Yep. And that was a shit show. And that was a shit show. But I was at AAF three times as long. Right. Like, I, I mean, the day that they told us and Mike and I were sitting there like, I just kept looking at Mike and and Mike is one of those guys that you can never really tell what he's thinking. Like he doesn't show his Chinese. emotions. <laughs> no, seriously, it's, it's the Chinese. You know, you don't show any emotion. It's like you know, you know, they just they just tore it. They just killed your child. You're like, okay, well, Push we're gonna we're gonna have to take care Push of this. Push it down. You know. And I'm Sicilian and Portuguese, so I don't have a prayer in hell of hiding any of my emotions. Right, I just show like them opposite. all at the same time. You're screaming time. and crying, and he's not blinking. So I just kept looking at Mike <laughs> because I'm like, all right, maybe I'm not hearing what I'm hearing because Mike isn't responding the way that I... And I, I just felt like, like inside was lava, and I just started getting hot. And I was like, what the F is going on? Like, is this real life? Yeah, I couldn't... I couldn't look at you. That's why. Yeah. Because I just start crying. So yeah. I'm just looking down, shaking my head, processing the words as they were coming in, and uh, and I couldn't look at Joe either. Yeah. Joe Calgaro, who's the who's the the was the PD, because he had that look on his face like he was gonna cry because he had put a lot into it. Well, also. he moved his family across yeah. the country, right? right. That's the, that was the reason why. to work at WAF. That was the whole point of yeah. him uprooting his family moving all of that and you know i just sat there and and i was fully expecting because i've joked about it you guys are gonna have to call the cops and drag my right. ass out of this building like i've made that joke for years you guys better be careful if you fire me you better call the cops and i fully was expecting to get walked out of the building and so in my head i was like oh my god like i have all of this stuff yeah. in all these rooms and all of these things and computers and like and I was shocked when they told us that we could say goodbye. Like, I was completely 100% shocked that they were going to let us do the goodbye. Well, nine times out of ten, they just walk any job, especially radio where you run a 99 out of 100 times. Because right. yeah. some idiot can go in and just say, fuck this place, it's awful, but you two yeah. did not do that. And there was no. cops there. There were cops there, but but we paid them. Just yeah, there were. There were stadies there. Yeah, there That's were right. stadies there that yeah, night. Thanks, yeah, thanks guys. Just in case, just shit in got case. But everybody was good. Just in they case. mentioned that they mentioned saying goodbye right after telling us. Yeah. They said, you know, why don't you take a day and then plan out if you want to say goodbye. That is even more shocking. Yeah. Because you it know, never the, happens. Right. Ever, right. Ever. Yeah. And just for them to like say they that, that that to me that means that they, at least the guys in the building. Um, were thinking of it anyway. well, and they trusted you they right. trusted that you yeah. weren't a degenerate that was going to go mean, in there and just start yelling right fuck you this thing no you actually took the time to prep like you do anyway for a huge two-day show well I just for for me and I, I think I could speak for Mike but just for me there was no way that I was going to disrespect the station nope. that I loved so much nope. and squander the opportunity not only for us, but for the audience to say goodbye by going on the air and just yelling fuck and screaming. And, no. Like, that would not have served any purpose at all. And it would have been an insult to every single person that we got on the air those last two days. Right. The listeners, the former staffers, mm -hmm. the bands, everybody yeah. to send that thing off right. It just, it would have been selfish and it wouldn't have done us any good. 
No, because we're looking for jobs. Right. Yeah. Think about that. <laughs> that was yeah. a, that was well, a your last <laughs> broadcast, you said, fuck the world. Um, I don't know if there's a so place for you here. the at fan here, Magic you're going to do the same thing. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you never react well in a tough situation. You set the building on fire. You seem <laughs> to have a short fuse. <laughs> we'll call you. What's been going on in your world since? I, I feel like... I just feel like I'm in the middle of like a cyclone. Like... You know, everybody's been so awesome on social media and stuff like, hey, what are you going to do next? What are you going to do next? And, you know, I'm, I'm taking the time to plan it all out and do it the right way. It's like we were in the middle of rebuilding AAF. And for a lot of people that may or may not know, like I was the assistant program director. So I had a whole list of responsibilities outside of being on the air. Right. And I was spending months and months and months like working with Joe and coming up with a plan, especially since the holidays, those that like the month of January, I, I was in the office till 10, 11 o'clock. We were working. Yeah. Mike was looking on um, the throwback weekends. Those we were, were working awesome. on all of those song lists and stuff. You like, guys lived at the office. We were at the yeah. office all the time. You know, even on the weekends, people were calling in sick and we were getting called in to cover shifts on the weekends. And so the day that they told us that the station was going off the air, like I was already exhausted. Yeah. Yeah, we were like in full on yeah. just overtime mode. Just waiting for March 2nd when we were going to launch or relaunch WAF with this new plan because there seems to be the, some confusion. And I, I just want to address this quick. Just, you know, anytime something dies, right? The vultures always start circling before it's dead, Instantly, right? Yep. They, the vultures, but I respect the vultures because the vultures are unapologetic about what they do. They have a job. They're there. They, they advertise that this is what I am and this mm -hmm. is what I do. I have respect for the vultures. What I don't have respect for is the scavengers, the ones that kind of come out of the crevices at night and try to pick off the corpse, yeah. but then kind of deny that they're doing it and the, the, the bad mouthing and the nitpicking and all of the Monday morning quarterbacking. It's like, I respect the vultures, but the, the scavengers I have no time for. And you know, we when we've been talking about the rebranding of WAF, when Joe got there, like right around this time last year, we put a bunch of new music on the air and really kind of reinvigorated the radio station. We made a lot of changes and it and and the audience noticed and the station sounded great. Mm. And that was all before Hillman left. Right. Hillman leaving, none of us knew. I don't even think Hillman knew that that was all going to happen. You know, it, it was one of those things where it was not in the plan when Joe moved here from right. Milwaukee. He was rebuilding AAF, and Hillman was a cornerstone of right. the rebuild of WAF. So when that happened, it was like, oh, wow, okay, we're really stripping this station down to brass tacks and really going to rebuild it. And so the relaunch of the all-new WAF with really retuned music, which you can hear a lot of the music changes if you listen to the radio.com app or you listen to the HD channels. It's all music, but you hear the difference of the music. It's a lot more modern. It's a lot more... What was crazy was we weren't going to play stuff like Led Zeppelin anymore. Or right? Well, in the way that we had been. Right. We were going to let a lot of the classic stuff go because there's plenty of places where you can hear Pink yeah, Floyd. Right, right. But all of the shows were going to be given these amazing request features where if someone did want to hear Pink Floyd, we were going to have the ability 
to program our own request features. I was going to have one. You were going to have one. Mm. Mike Branch 40 was going to have one. So that if we wanted to play Pink Floyd, we could play stuff that we wouldn't normally play that you wouldn't hear on, say, classic rock stations. Right, right. So it's not like we were having a directive of we are never going to play classic rock. We wanted to make it so that we were playing stuff that you never got to hear. You know, The deeper you, stuff. The deeper yeah. stuff off the records that everybody loves. Right. You know, the songs off of physical graffiti that you never really, were mm -hmm. never the radio hits, but we were going to have the ability. So the older stuff was all going to be there, but it was going to be fresh and new because right. it was going to be deeper cuts. Yeah. And then all of the stuff that we were playing on the quote unquote playlist, like the newer music, there was going to be a lot more new music. We were diving head first into breaking more bands and really bringing AF back to kind of what AAF was when you and I started on the air in the late 90s. Right. Because AAF played Led Zeppelin in 1998, but Led Zeppelin was 30 years old then, not 50. So we were kind of giving it the same kind of era and saying, all right, we're going to play a shit ton of new stuff, but the older stuff that we're going to play isn't going to be super old. It's just going to be kind of old. Yeah. Like 30 years old, not 50. Right. And then be able to play some of that super classic stuff, but in, like I said, new and fresh ways. So this was all going to launch on March 2nd. That's what people don't realize when they when they listen to a radio station and go, ah, oh, you play the same shit or the comments you make again. But people don't realize how much fucking work goes into what she just said. Yeah. How was, much actual work, work and thought to say... You know what songs test well? What songs do we go by our? We're gut? doing a lot of research, right. asking the audience what they wanted. We were going through the comments on our social media pages. That's got to be the asking biggest. the listeners what they wanted. The radio station you wanted, we built. That's got to be the biggest kick in the dick for you because you spent all this fucking time, and it's like, okay. Well, the thing is, is that you know AAF has gone through its ups and downs, and you know I'll say this. There's a lot of formats in radio that people will say, well, I don't get it, but obviously other people do. Like there are people that, you know, work in radio that are like, I would never listen to sports radio, but I understand why people do. For some reason, rock radio never gets that. No. So the rock radio is, I don't understand it. And, Ugh, it's disgusting or it's awful or whatever. And there's a difference between that and not liking something but having, like I hate country music, oh God. but I respect the fact that a lot of people love it because they sell out stadiums when they tour. I think it sucks personally, but I respect the fact that there's a lot of fans for that type of music. For some reason, in the offices, you get people that just don't like rock music. They don't respect it. Well, they don't, they don't and they understand don't, it. They don't understand it. And because we all kind of look the way that we look, and you you know, it's intimidating to go to a freaking five-finger death punch show or whatever and kind of walk around, oh, who's at a Slipknot show? Like, for a salesperson yeah. that doesn't understand, that is right. scary as fuck right. for them. Well, you know, when I first started working at AAF, it seemed like the sales per salespeople were those people. That's like how we you had, do it. We had salespeople that were at the shows. Yeah. Right. We went out and drank and partied with the salespeople. Yeah. And they hung out with us and they got it. And I think that's why maybe it was easier or not easy. I don't want to say it's an easy job, but it was they were just more informed, which helped them sell WA. You have better. to be that way in life. If you if you if, if you're selling fucking furniture and you don't get it, then you're not gonna do well at it. When I moved from doing on air stuff years ago to sales, 
I went right to a rock radio station because if I'd gone to a top 40 station, I'd be like, I don't listen to this. So I can't sit across from you and genuinely be like, hey, you know, Carrie, your business. I don't fucking know what's going on. At I mean, you Grammys. can, you know, there's that saying that, you know, you're, you're so good at selling. You could sell ice to an Eskimo kind of thing. Yeah, but, but with something like a rock station, and I just went to a rock radio convention like a week and a half ago in Vegas after we went off the air and rock stations around the country. Everybody that I talked to, they were freaked out because they were like, if AAF can go, any of us can go. Every rock station around the country is looking around, especially at who bought us and put us off the air because they've taken rock stations off the air. I think they actually kind of get off on it a little bit. Yeah, they've taken some big ones. Yeah, they've taken some big rock. They just wave enough cash and people are willing to sell these rock stations. And it's like... You know, I understand that it might not be the easiest thing to sell. I understand that we might not be the poster children for, <laughs> you know, rock radio is rebellious. It's supposed to be. Right. We're the not, music we're not is rebellious. Family. We're not we're not gearing towards the family. Right. Nope. This you know, is we're the gearing outlet. towards a particular lifestyle right. that's very adult, yeah, or at least juvenile in some sense, but mostly for <laughs> some, adults. Some sense, you know, and it's like, <laughs> you know, that's what you're focusing on. You can't sell us to, you know, the the mom who's driving the kids to school, right? You know, although there were some moms who listened to Absolutely. us, who was driving the kids to school, and we thank you for that. But yeah, you're right. You got to know. You got to know what yeah. you're selling. You got to live it. And you got to believe it and you got to respect it. It's like, look, you know, the diehard AF guys out there, first of all, we miss you and love you if you're listening. But like they are passionate and they're loyal. And if you can figure out what it is they want to buy and find a business that sells that and partner all that together, you know, there were a lot of advertisers right up until the end. That's why we played commercials right up until we went off the air because those advertisers stuck by us. Yeah. And believed in us all the way to the end. And that's why, you know, people were like, why are you playing commercials? Because those guys helped keep us on the air right. as long as we were. Yeah, they paid for it. You know, and they were like the, you know, the, the concert stuff, mass concert stuff yeah. and all that. Yeah, those, we, that's why we played all that stuff. Yeah. You know, and... and um, Josh has had people reaching out across social media now that want to jump on this thing. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, so many. And like you said, that they're so loyal and diehard yeah. that they're they're coming over to the podcast now well, because a, they're like, we're the only ones that understand each other. Right. Yeah, we're we're a gang. We're right. we're a group of people that we just have to love the music. And it doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what you do for a living. It do, None of that matters. It's like, let's just go to a show. And have a blast together. And that's all that we need to have in common. All the right advertisers were always an extension of that feeling, that gang. Yeah. That, like, they got it. And I think when things started, we've all been in radio long enough that when it started to deteriorate is when, you know, you don't have that dedicated sales staff for a WAF. You know, you've just got someone that's like, well, you know, I could sell a sports station and a music station. I'm going to go here because it's a little bit easier. I understand sports more. If you don't have those people sitting right there going, I fucking breathe this thing. Yeah. I get it. I'm going to go out, get fucking baked and go to that Slipknot show, have a hangover the next day, but then be able to look at an advertiser and say, yeah, I was there. I was with uh, Carrie in the pit and broke my finger. And they're like, fuck, that's cool. Because they know whatever they're selling is to that audience. And and, once- and you just have to have a healthy respect for it if you don't <clears throat> understand it. Right. And understand that the audience is loyal and passionate, even if you don't get it. Right. You don't have to get it, but you have to respect it. And so to go back to your original question, like I was so exhausted already the day we got the news and then the whole craziness of the goodbye. And then, you know, I woke up like that Saturday 
I fell asleep. I think I slept for like two hours and I just kind of like sat in my room by myself and was just like, what do I do now? Jesus. And then I had a few days before I went to Vegas to that rock radio convention. I was supposed to be out there talking to labels and talking to, you know, band managers and whatever about the new AF that we were going to launch that following Monday. And instead I was out there with new business cards trying to find a job. And so now I went from being exhausted, rebuilding the radio station I love to rushing to send it off in style to rushing to Vegas to be like immersed in the industry that like was in mourning that we were gone. And now I'm like, oh, okay, for the first time in 29 years, I am not at WAF. What am I going to do with the rest of my life? Your garden must look fucking amazing. Or not is, yet. Is, I haven't rotatilled it yet. You're, you're ready. And you're I'm dead. getting there. And your dogs have gotten a lot of attention. Yes, they have. See? So mommy's Wednesday, home. the pug keeps looking at me going, <laughs> why doing? are you here all day? Yeah. I usually invite the boy dogs over. When <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I'm just spending a lot of energy right now just trying to figure it all out. But it's exhausting. Like, right. I just... I'm, I think I may be just as busy as having a job as yeah. when I work today. Uh, but that's good. That's, that's good. good. No, that is very and anybody good. listening very to this can yeah. relate to any job that you may lose or someone buys a company. Because right. we're not the only industry where fucked up things happen. People buy companies. People merge. Oh, yeah. I mean, shit, my wife works at a pharmaceutical company. Those things are global and shit changes every 15 minutes. And it's like, sorry, that's what's yeah, happening. It's the corona. It, it, that's what it, one of them needs to come up with a goddamn cure. Make a trillion bucks. They're working bucks. on it. Oh, uh, by the way, the... Government of France, just as a PSA, since we're talking Put about Put the it. weapon down. Put no, up, stop no. shaking. I like this thing. I'm going to hold this he's thing. He's pointing the with Zulu these, war club. With Isaiah over here and Josh over here, I need this thing. I just know I'm out of reach, so you that's know? fantastic. I'm just going to sit over here. Um, the government of France wants to let everybody know cocaine does not prevent the coronavirus. And bleach. Drinking bleach Yeah, does don't not. drink right. bleach. Does yeah. not or does? Does not, does not. Isaiah. Oh, fuck. I mean, I, they didn't say how much. Okay, cool. So we, we can, can measure always it. experiment we can measure. with that. So I'm just I'm I'm trying to do all of the things that people are mad that I didn't do when we were still on the air that I never had time to do. Yeah. You know. So there's a lot of stuff coming. I'm working really hard. I got, I'll have some announcements. How was that uh, conference, the Rock Radio conference? It was crazy. I mean, everybody kind of wanted. I had to tell the story like a hundred times of what happened. I'm and sure. That's they, exhausting. Right. Yeah, and it's you know on one hand it's like you know the only thing I can attribute it to is a death. It's like. The funeral, and then you know, you went to your own funeral, first right. of all. That's yeah. the fucked yeah. up part. And it's then like, it's like you what? don't want to talk about it, but at the same time, it's like if you don't talk about the person, it's like, like they were never there. So it's like I want to talk about the radio station and want to talk about it, but it's just it's really hard because I was so emotionally connected to the place for so long. And the industry was just like they put me on a panel with a bunch of other female programmers, and they were asking us questions about programming philosophies and all of that and then when they got to me because they would ask a question that everybody would answer it they got to me like I would have to laugh and go well the way we used to do it oh. when I had a job like but then I was answering a lot of questions about like the post-mortem like the autopsy of it like well what you know what things do I think you know could have stopped it from happening or if I could go back in time because there were a lot of people that are running a lot of rock stations right now that are scared to death that this is going to happen to them oh no question and they're like what can we do to keep our stations from going off the air like if AAF was vulnerable and is gone any of us are vulnerable and could be gone get your troops together and everybody understand it and sell the fucking thing that's why we were celebrating Seriously. our 50th anniversary Jesus. this year because it's one of the oldest rock stations left and that's why, you know, industry-wide, it was like, oh, shit. 
You know what's going to really, what could really rejuvenate it is if you took all those women that you were on the panel with and got them on a radio station. Oh, shit. A fully all-woman staffed rock radio station because, as you know better than anybody, it's a male-dominated oh, genre. Yeah. But if you had all women on air, I think that would be huge. Well, it was really cool to be on a panel of like all like Sean Rock and Ski Ball and Sadie and you know who was on the panel? Kathy Faulkner, who programmed KISW in Seattle in the 90s when grunge hit Seattle like this woman was in the middle of the atomic bomb explosion and she you know she ran that station from I think 90 or 91 straight to like 2000 and I mean you want to talk about a juggernaut like this woman was in the middle of it when grunge exploded it all happened through her station you know it was like was it KNAC like in the 80s yeah. in LA? Yeah. Huge. Metal Just station. like at the epicenter of everything. Mm-hmm. And she was really interesting to kind of hear from and talk to. And, you know, it was really cool to sit around because there aren't that many women in rock radio. Right. And there definitely aren't that many female programmers. And they had a panel of like six of us. And it was just kind of really cool to. What are you doing, Josh? What are you doing, Josh? Social media. It's podcasting. Oh. oh, sorry. <laughs> it's the wild what are you West. doing with your phone? <laughs> what are you doing over there? That's you were gonna FaceTime or put us up on Instagram Live. So it Boomers. was it was pretty cool to you know hear what they had to say and their different perspectives, especially de- you know depending on what part of the country they were from. And but you know the message that was always the same was being true to the audience, being true to your station. Mm-hmm. You know, playing the music that the audience wants to hear, um, having a great relationship with the artists. It was, you know, we all share the same stuff. We talked about this on uh, the last two podcasts about music and, and, you know, what you were doing with AAF, what we were doing with AAF with all this new music launch. It's like, fucking, that's it's not that it died, but in in the Boston metro area, that's dead. There is no place for new music on a radio station. So it's like, and I know there's ASCAP fees and there's a bunch of happy horseshit, but there needs to be something that people like you and people like well, us Well, if somebody do. wants to buy a stick, if yeah. you can buy a frequency, I can build you a rock radio station. And I'm not doing anything, so I got the time. You're available? I am available. <laughs> I can build it for you. Full-time pug yeah. mom. <laughs> well, the, I mean, that, but that's going to that's gonna take large corporations to get to a point where they're like... Or not. No, I'm saying when they, they burst and, and, and push the stations oh, back yeah. to where someone can get, you know, AAF at $11 million. That's a lot of money, but it's not really a lot of money. No, the, you know? the 107.3, that's the, the, like, some people are confused. Like, all they bought was the frequency. Right. It's like 107.3 and WAF were married, and yep. they got divorced, and 107.3 went. But WAF, the company still owns. Right. They still own the brand. They still own the call letters. That's why you can hear it at radio.com and why mm-hmm. it's up on the HD channels. But if, you know, if somebody wanted to, you know, spend some money and buy a signal somewhere. It can happen. Because we were privately owned when I started working at AAF. We were privately owned by a guy with the best radio name ever, Zen Zappis. (laughs) (laughs) And the name of his company was Zappis Communications. And when I first started working at AAF, that's who owned us. And we thought, or at least I thought, that when we got bought by a big company, that it was a good thing. Mm. And... You know, I look back at like the cowboy days of being privately owned, and whew, that was yeah. that was some fun times. Mm. That's when shit went down. 
when you didn't really have to, once you get too big in any business and you're way ahead of, you know, it's the decisions that got made with 107.3 had nothing to do with the people in Boston. There is, you watch over the course of time, K-Love will keep buying these rock radio stations. Yeah. These are these motherfuckers back in the 90s or the 80s that they were t- saying Judas Priest is why your kid killed himself. No, it's because you suck as a parent. Remember all those Bible thumpers oh, yeah. that were always pulling like Twisted Sister in? I just watched some old clip yeah. of uh, Al Gore. No, oh, like, the PMRC. Yeah, yeah. It just those are the types of people that now. And have... And Aussie wasn't it suicide solution guy? Yep, everybody, right. everybody right. freaked Which out about like that. Which is like one of the greatest anti-suicide, anti-drinking and drug songs ever, ever. created. Yeah. You know, but they didn't bother to read the words. No, they why just would saw you suicide. Do that? Right. Exactly. Also, if you hear a song and it convinces you to do it, you were going to do it anyway. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if it takes a song. But they, they needed someone to blame, so they blame the, yeah. oh, those people on the black t-shirts, mm-hmm. those rockers. I don't yeah. fucking, she's got purple hair. She must be on meth. What the right. fuck are you talking about? I don't have the money to buy meth. I'm unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should start making meth. Wait a minute. Breaking, well, breaking the ice podcast, but breaking, breaking bad. Bre- breaking the ice bad. Yeah, we could do this. You know, it's the same, the the same as one. <laughs> our, as our, no, give me my stick. stick. That thing's making me our, nervous. Uh, is that our Jesus. our company once called them? Um, not not the current company, but I guess I think it may have been uh, a few general managers ago. Yeah, called them black t-shirted thugs. Yeah, and there's this is a reason why WAF and the, to Carrie's point about a big company taking over. So this is the reason why WAF didn't have black T-shirts for, for a while. For years. Because. Oh, stop it. Because it gave the wrong image, they thought. Yeah. It had a black T-shirted thug image. The only oh. people who wear black T-shirts are the kind of people who end up in jail. Yep. Or who, who beat their children or who kick puppies. And let's or be honest, babies. there were a lot of our <laughs> listeners over the years that we've laughed at because their mug shots, they were wearing AAF shirts. Well, so that's true. So that did happen from time <laughs> and to we, time. We appreciate the uh, marketing. <laughs> It um, did happen. Every once in a right, while, we'd get an email right. or something, and it would be somebody's <laughs> mugshot with an AAF shirt. But that's why when we got the new Rock Bus, like in the late 90s or early 2000s, that's why it wasn't black. It was yeah. purple and blue, and it had flames and whatever, because oh, they didn't want anything to be black. Right, because they thought that just... It was bad the imaging. perception, it was bad that a rock... God forbid someone who listened to a rock station or someone who worked at a rock station... Wore a black T-shirt. That yeah. came from some bitch wearing loafers. That's what it was. It was some suit somewhere that didn't understand. And they well, went, yeah, I don't get this thing. People it's who noisy. wear black T-shirts don't commit crimes. It's wife beaters. <laughs> You're right. right. That's Everybody the, knows that. <laughs> it's in the name. <laughs> it is in the name. Good call. But then there was also a point where they told us not to give the devil horn sign yeah. in photos. Who the fuck was telling you this shit? Corporate um, people. Call corporate. This yeah, is yeah. corporate. Corporate people. This is a long time ago, not yeah, the current yeah, not people. Not recently at all. But, but this, this is, this this is, is the like, beginning of the erosion that turns into right. why the thing is sold for $11 million. Because when you start saying shit like that, less people pay attention internally. Less people know how to sell it internally. When I started working with you guys, I, was, I had been on air but went into sales, went to Florida, and came up. First thing I did was walk in your studio and introduce myself. I know. I'm like, and I'm like, this is loudmouth. When's he going to leave? I have to work. God, <laughs> really? He is so obnoxious. <laughs> Open up your mouth and flap. Smells weird. Sorry. That's just fucking rude. No. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're not waving the stick in my face. But but I did. I walked right in, introduced myself because I'm like, I get this. I, I get it. You know, I wasn't a huge sports junkie growing up, but I certainly get the popularity of sports in Boston, so I got that. And you but, worked at rock radio stations before. Uh, that's all I did. Yeah. The very first one in Bangor, Maine, and in Portsmouth, and then it was like, okay, I get that. I can go into an advertiser and explain that. And as soon as you stop being able to explain it, the sales go down. And if you looked at the numbers of where AAF was at the end, those fucking things were in the toilet. And it, it made us on a discount rack to sell. 
Yeah. If you can't sell your shit, well, when you've it's got people in suits that want to attract a wider audience for anything, then you can't focus on the diehards right. because you want to be mass appeal. And right. I remember at one point, and again, it wasn't recently. I don't want anyone to think, you know, there, there are people like Ron Valeri mm -hmm. who lived and breathed fucking WAF and fought like on the mountain for it. Same thing with Joe. Like I was so excited, you know, I hated to see Ron retire, but then I was so happy and so encouraged when they brought somebody like Joe Calgaro in because he's such a rock guy. Yeah. You know and what tipped me off about him? Kiss action figures. No yeah. shit. <laughs> like, okay, this guy gets it. Yeah. This guy gets it right now. You, them all you can always tell when somebody decorates their office what kind of person right. they are. Yes. And his office was cool as fuck. Oh, it was all rock. Had all kinds yeah. of cool stuff, autograph memorabilia, bobbleheads, yep. and all this cool stuff. And he came in and he was like, do you have any more of your bobbleheads laying around? I want one of those. I was like, this guy is so cool. He gets it. But we had a couple general managers back in the day that, you know, we're talking about, we need to get more women to listen to WAF. So they started asking, like, the women in the office what music we should be playing. Meanwhile, I'm sitting right there. Right, and you're I'm on like, the air. And I'm like, hey, dude, I hate to tell you, but this is AAF. The women that are going to listen look like me. Right. They exactly. live like me. They wear black T-shirts. They wear black <laughs> T-shirts, and they're what? fucking badasses, yep. and they don't take any shit. Yeah, So exactly. the woman down the hall in the Chanel suit and the pearls that's telling you that bands <laughs> like Disturbed and Five Finger Death Punch are scary. Mm -hmm. Don't listen to her. Right. <laughs> and I would get so frustrated because... This is therapy on the couch. This is good. Yeah, you like this? You're sitting up now. Here, give her the but stick. I, no. Give her the but stick. Like, Whack. It was like I almost had to remind people, like, you guys know I'm a woman, right? right. Like, you're talking about attracting more <laughs> women like me and my age group, and I'm sitting right the fuck here. And last time I checked, I had a couple college degrees. I was employed. I'm not a fucking derelict. But the imagery was... Yeah. So wait, they, they, they didn't ask your opinion? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, that's where shit I, gets fucked up, and that's why these things happen, and that's why companies you know, do what they do. That's why podcasting is so strong, because there's nobody telling the talent, like, what oh, you do. can't be like that, you can't be like yourself. And then when, what? Shut up, Josh. Oh my no, I was just kidding. Son of a bitch. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. And Nothing's that, changed. And that's, that's, no, that's, you're absolutely right, Josh. I was just telling you what to do, that's all. But you're absolutely right. That's, you know... I love terrestrial radio, but, you know, this is one of the things that kind of is leading to its, I don't want to say demise. It's shortening its, it's life. It's degradation. And you know, you know what sucks that? is that I think up. we need it more now than ever. Ever. What, terrestrial radio? Yes. Well, yeah. Local, live and local. Live right. and local radio. Live and local. Problem is, I tell you, more people will enjoy listening to this because as much as any of us talked on the radio. Nobody's listening to this, Isaiah. Fuck yeah. off. People, so Your I'm, mom doesn't count. I'm listening. And That's a lot scene. of clocks. <laughs> I don't even know. There was a lot Can of clocks. Can you hear the clocks? Wait, that's what I was listening. I'm listening. Oh, Hold yeah. on. Hold on. It's so yeah, that would make me crazy. I don't even notice it anymore. Anyway. I have clocks with different time zones up in. It's the war room. you got to be able to keep track of this stuff. The point is more people like to hear you two talk 
at length than even the short amount of time that you were allowed to talk at and a station. And they want to hear you say fuck. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I yeah, think... You know we... what? After a while, it's like... Fuck. It's talking. You're talking right now. You're, you're, you're it not... was so hard to not say fuck for five hours a day oh for God. years. <laughs> I would literally oh my do God. my last break <laughs> yeah. with you, and I'd go in the hall and be like, oh, fuck. Like, I had to yeah, get fuck, it out. Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> I'll tell you, what, I was at a, a, one of the New England Metal and Hardcore Festivals. It may have been like 12 years. When, whenever Sirius first came on the air, or XM, when yeah. XM first came on the air. And so they had Ho- Jose Mangan, and he does Liquid Metal on yep. Sirius XM. He was down there. He was, he's been there since the beginning. Nice. So they had them tucked in this little, you know, on like the third floor, they have like the shower, and then there's oh, like a yeah. closet next <laughs> to it. Uh, they had him, him and three other people stuffed into this closet. And I went in there to talk to them, and they had me on, and, and they're swearing and stuff. I'm like, wow, so you guys can swear? They're like, <laughs> they're yeah, like, man. Dude, we're I on like, satellites, I've been man. working in radio for, twi- like, at that point, like, 20-something years. I'm like, I haven't, I haven't been able to swear on the radio ever. Because of the FCC. Because of the FCC, but they're on satellite. Right. And they're like, well, go ahead, man. I was like, fuck! <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck! It was so good. It was so good. And, then, yeah, like, they had a thing good. where people could, like, talk to them, communicate with them through their uh, their their HD or some they had a like you when you first had it you had some kind of like there was a scroll on the it was HD. like a, well yep. you put something on your radio and it had like a screen on it yep and people were chiming in going more fuck more fuck more fuck more fuck <laughs> it was fucking awesome well you spend all these years not being able to say you know anything I mean it's not that you couldn't say anything not that people didn't get to know you but you know I told you years ago and we won't get into it but all that horseshit you went through in your divorce yeah holy fuck yeah that story heard by me as a fan of yours would have made me listen like Howard Stern level because you'd be like you want to hear some more fucked up shit here's some Aussie yeah but, but, you, could, but you couldn't do it for a few reasons well, I get it but yeah, it's but also and you know what like at the end of the day like I just I just don't want to Maybe you don't want to go that deep, but the point is you can yeah. sit here and talk and people will go, okay, that's cool. I'm getting to know Mike a little better. I'm, I'm hearing what now Josh is up to. Now you can talk into detail about the, the porn star that was in the, the studio that time. What was that story? <laughs> oh, my God. Can you tell that? The one where the you said fucker and it, he wouldn't? Who wouldn't? No, 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 no. No. You're, you're getting sales. stories crossed. Yeah. The porn star. That came in the studio and there was a sales guy that thought he was all that in a bag. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. That was, and you, and you, <laughs> and you were like, we won't names. mention names. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, <I> <laughs> that's a great names. story. We have an edit that's button. That's a great story. No names, but, but okay. did, we can sleep on it. So, <laughs> no names. So I, had, go, go. so I had a porn star that used to call my show every Friday night and talk about her week of work. Oh. And she used to call every week and she was awesome. We became friends and we worked it out. Talk about partnering with salespeople we worked it out with an adult store and a strip club and she flew from LA to Boston for the weekend and she was doing appearances at the adult store and the strip club and so her and I were going out and doing appearances together so she flew out on Friday afternoon it was going to co-host my show with me on Friday night and then Saturday we were going to go to an adult store during the day, and she was going to do a signing, and then she was going to be like a feature dancer at a strip club like that Saturday night. So we had to move things around because I had to go to a friend's wedding, and I took her as my date, which is a whole other <laughs> story. Shit. This weekend <laughs> is one of the craziest weekends of my life. So we get her from the airport. She comes to the radio station, and everybody by this point had heard her on the air with me for years. 
And I'm walking her through the sales department. Now, this was when AAF was privately owned. We were in a building unto ourselves. Mm-hmm. Our salespeople just worked for WAF. And we were clubhouse. not. Yeah, it was like a clubhouse. That's and we awesome. were not politically correct, Good. right? Good. And one of the salespeople, it was his birthday. And he had a little swagger about him. And cocky. he went over and like started like putting the moves on her, trying to be all suave and whatever. And she looked at him. And this girl was a knockout, gorgeous, naturally beautiful, but she had no filter and she just had she just had no limit. There's just no shame in her game at all. She fucked for a living. She didn't well, care. She was, <laughs> she was, she yeah. was Miss Anal 1997. I believe so. Yeah, she won oh, a couple of ends. Yeah, Josh, it was 97 or 98. Right. So anyway, she looks at him and she like you know gives him a little wink or whatever. And she was wearing this really pretty like business suit, but like the skirt was just a little bit too short oh, yeah. for business, right? Yeah, that's right. Whoa. She turns around. <laughs> she. Pulls up her skirt. Now, she didn't have panties on. Shocking. She pulls up her skirt in the middle of the sales floor at like 5 o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday. She bends over, takes her finger, puts it someplace, and says, if you can get you, it you up. You can say up her ass. Yeah. She's stuck it up her ass. She's, yeah. <laughs> and okay. then, sorry, I've been she's in radio a, a really a, long time. It's it's, professional, it'll take some time. And You'll get there. she said, if you can get it up, I'll let you fuck me right now. And the dude, let me tell you what, you guys are all, you guys are all bravo, you're bravado, you guys are all talk until a girl calls you out on your bullshit and you end up just like this guy because he was like, uh, 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 and it shut him down. Shut him down. So then that night she was on the air with me and that was the night that. Mike's well, that was third one of your night. Fr- yeah, it was his third, third night, night on the air day AF. He walked into this craziness. <laughs> Did she give no, you the same no, offer? It's just going to be another quiet overnight shift. No, no, I because I didn't like. Back I wasn't like, yeah, hey, how about some of this? <laughs> you know, I wasn't like that. I was just, hey, <laughs> happy to be here. So, what you're saying he couldn't get it up? Well, he and, didn't and... fuck her in the sales department at five <laughs> right. o'clock in the afternoon. So. But it was just, it was one of those moments where I was just like, you know what? Every once in a while, a woman can shut a guy up and she Mm. shut him up and it was glorious. Wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. But that whole weekend was like, you know, she ended up having sex with a listener in the studio that night. And then the next night I got a limo company. My, one of my college friends got married at the Marriott Long Wharf (laughs) and and I took her as my date. And I asked him ahead of time. I was like, dude, my friend's in town. I can't leave her. Like, we'll get a room at the hotel or whatever. But like. She does porn. But but, do you mind if I bring her? And he's like, well, she's not going to like. And I was like, no, no, no. Nobody's <laughs> even going to know who she she's is. She's going to fuck Because she was naturally beautiful. Yes, it's not like yeah. she had these giant fake boobs. Right. And, she didn't have a lot of work done. Yeah. No, 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 no. You couldn't tell. And what was so funny. He goes, who do you think you are? Vince Neal. I showed up at his wedding in a white limo with a porn star <laughs> as my date. He was like, what the fuck, Carrie? <laughs> this so, is my day. <laughs> You're ruining my day. So, dude, we're at the fucking wedding, right? The wedding was beautiful. It was like 400 people. It was beautiful. And first of all, 
one of the bride's uncles recognized her awesome and boy. came over oh. subtly with a napkin and asked for her autograph at the table. I was howling. And then I had this moment where I'm sitting at the reception and I turn around and my porn star friend is teaching everyone on the dance floor like how to do like the Macarena or yeah. one of those one of those dances <laughs> that you dances. have to know the yeah. steps to. There's grandma out there. And I was like, Oh my God. That weekend was probably one of the most rock star weekends I've ever had. Was that the weekend where you were, you wore the panties with the vibrator built in? Yeah. We gave the remotes to the interns. Yeah. You gave remotes to the interns. So was this for a bit or just like, we were on the air and we just gave the interns. Not not just for fun. This is for work, Josh. (laughs) Uh, We were on the air. So it was work. Yeah. Tax right <laughs> Exactly. The, the show prep that went into that. That was yeah. pretty funny. Hold on. Cause... Did any of the guys make you? Oh, yeah. They had a fucking remote control to a vibrator. Well, I mean, you're on the air, and all of a sudden, somebody goes from zero to high on the vibrating panty scale. How'd that go? It was stimulating. <laughs> I remember after a couple hours, though, you were like, okay, enough. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're starting to hurt Stop me. Stop it. It's not fun anymore. Okay? <laughs> and they're over there wearing down the fucking battery. Yeah, the going, batteries ah. are dying. They're over there changing them in the remote. That we can- had some good times back in the day. There were a lot of times that we couldn't talk about. On the last couple shows, because we're still like yeah, on the air. Corporate was like yeah. listening very closely with the. Yeah, you know, the they were worried. They, you guys, yeah. you guys yeah, had Liz worried. Wild on right before I came on. I remember the two of you got kind of pulled out. Like Jesus Christ, people are recording this. Everyone's waiting for you to fuck up. And well, you, you because guys like, no. what did what did she said? Frickin'. She said frickin'. She and someone she thought she a, said fucking. Right. And they were freaking out. And, and we were like, guys, we. They pulled the audio. They sent it to Joe right away and said, this is what's happening on the see, air. That's the, the story you just told to where we are today. It's so fucked up. The, the fact that people are sitting listening going, oh, when they say goddamn, take them off the air. What? Come on. And like back Come in the on. day when Mike used to do overnights, I would sign off the air and say, I'm handing the reins of this bucking Bronco over to Mike Shue. I used to say it every night. Yeah. And so the last couple of days, he was calling the station the Bucking Bronco or the Bucking Bronc because it was like an old throwback to the early days for us. And somebody heard him say that he and thought fucking. that he said he fuck. Said fucking. Yeah. What was that song by Extreme? Um, oh, get, get the funk words. out. Get the funk out. Yeah. yeah. I think I was working in Bangor. That was the early 90s, wasn't yeah. it? Maybe yeah. it was Portsmouth. 90, But yeah. I remember we played the song and some fuck oh, yeah. made a huge scene. And, and oh the, yeah, the, that get the funk out. F U N K, not F U C K. You illiterate, stupid moron. Mm-hmm. But they made a stink, and it creates enough of a, a swirl that you know the program director has to respond because it's the Federal Communications Commission. Just think about how stupid that is today, right? It's right. like imagine if Twitter was around then. Is there a less <laughs> controversial <laughs> band than the guys in right? Extreme? No. Are you right. kidding me? Right. Get I love it. that more than words. <laughs> That's such a beautiful. And it was so song. cool that those guys called too the last day. That was so that cool was nice. that they called. Yeah. And, the, the best call, the my favorite call was from Morgan Rose. That was a yeah, really that was Thursday. I, was I mean, Brent from Shinedown had some really great words. Morgan yeah. was very solid. encouraging. Sully from Godsmack was great, but Morgan was so it was just so natural his reaction and so real yeah and well he he didn't know right because like it, he it was said in the like interview what, he was kind of like saying what we were saying he I saw me post something on instagram right. and texted me and was like what the fuck is going on yeah and i just sent him like this quick text and i was like 107.3 got sold we're going off the air tomorrow and he was like i need to call you 
and I sent him the hotline and he called. So his reaction, he had only found out like right. five minutes before. Right. So that whole interview, he was legitimately in shock. And after that interview, we were done for the day. Right. And I went into the other room and stayed on the phone with him for like 45 minutes. Yeah. He wanted to know everything that was going on. He wanted to know what the hell I was going to do. And I mean, I hadn't slept in days. I was like, dude, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, we just got to worry about being on the air tomorrow and getting through midnight. We were still trying to figure out what song we were going to play last. Like, we just right. didn't know what the hell was going on. See, that was compelling. And I was sitting in the Denver airport because I was out in Denver. I came home a day early to hang with you guys. And that interview kept me listening. Not that, okay, you get through the, okay, what the fuck's happening. But when you started telling stories yeah. about when they were making home and oh when you God. went out and you did all this shit and you... Uh, passed out, if you will, on the couch. I did not pass out. I uh, fell asleep. Uh, you fell asleep, mm. but 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 John, <laughs> fucking shit faced, you know, sleepwalking is pissing on a fucking penthouse, and you you can't say on, it like this. But on that's a coffee table. what was compelling about it is how are they going to get through the? I can see what's happening, and I know she's she's sleeping, and John's fucked up, and he's pissing on a on a penthouse because you're just. Well, that's it. the art of radio, yes. dude, is being able to right. tell this story without using all your foul language and all of your filth and florn. I like the filth and florin. Well, I know, but <laughs> it was a great story. That those two days were but filled thing, with that shit. The thing is to go back to why I think terrestrial radio still has a place is that like right now people are listening to this podcast, hopefully. But yeah. they're listening when it's convenient for them. Exactly. We're they're not all sharing it at the same time. Like, think about all of the things that have happened and a lot of them we talked about it the last couple of days. Things like 9-11, things like the marathon bombing, yeah. where even the night we went off the air, the audience was all experiencing that at the same time. Yeah. We knew at that very moment, we all felt the same thing, we were doing the same thing, and that creates this community, and that's something that unless you're doing a live podcast... You don't get. You don't get that nope. with podcasting. Right. You don't happens. get it with As Ryan Seacrest either. No, right. pre-recorded shit from some yeah. other market. That's the, and you, you that's don't get the that. beauty of terrestrial radio. When people talk about the things they loved that they heard us, like when we got locked into the studio during the blizzard and mm -hmm. LB was <laughs> making corn dogs right, in the fry right. later at <laughs> three in the morning. Yeah. These were all things that were just happening organic live in the studio, and people were like, "I want to be a part of what's going on right now, so I'm going to listen." Right. And that's the disconnect with all of this amazing new technology we have. But why I think, like everybody talks about social media, we're more connected than ever, but we're really more isolated than we've ever been. Oh, because everybody's hiding in a closet doing Oh, everybody's shit. on their phone. Right. And that's why radio still, in my opinion, maybe I'm old school and out of touch, but I feel like there's just this community thing where we're all still, like when Mike and I were in the studio every afternoon, it was just he and I, and we were live, and it was whatever the hell came out of our yep. mouths, and whatever feedback we got from the listeners on the text line or whatever was live, and in that moment, and I love that spontaneity. Oh, yeah. And that's, you know, again, if you called into a radio show, you were talking to all those people listening. Right. And it wasn't just us talking. You know, we would take calls. Mm -hmm. Those people would be giving their opinions. And then someone would call up and go, yeah. that guy's a douchebag. You know, and it's so, like being in the middle of a hornet's right. nest. It's fun. Right. That's that's the like kind of I think we mentioned this in the last episode. That's kind of like the original Twitter. Right. Was, were we talking yep. about yep. that? Yeah. So it's, you're well, on the air. You're taking calls, talking about something. People are exchanging ideas. Yeah. And they're doing it not face to face, but at least they're using their voice. There's nothing. You know, like now live it's just radio. like there is it's nothing just like so fun. Right. 
And even if you're not playing a part actively in it, if you're not the caller or if you're not the DJ, it's fun just to listen to because you're like, all right, everybody, like when people would call and be like, I'm in traffic right now and my windows are down and everyone in the cars around me, we're all listening to the same thing at the same Mm -hmm. time. Like, you know, everybody was playing the air drums. Yeah. You know, at the same time. Right. Yes. Everybody was singing or screaming at the same time. I'll go time. back to WKRP in Cincinnati when uh, Dr. Johnny Fever realized when he told people to throw garbage on City Hall's desk, uh, City Hall stairs, he's like, they fucking did it. You know right. that wasn't real, right? Yeah, it was just a, a TV show. It's not a real radio station. What? <laughs> let me ask you this question, Isaiah. Bullshit. Now, let me ask you this question. question. Who, did, who did middays and afternoon drive on WKRP? Wow, good question. Well, because Johnny, Johnny Fever was, was in the morning. Was no, he, he was in the morning. Middays? And, and then afternoon. Venus Flytrap was he, at night. He was real. Don't you well, fucking tell me do, he was who real. Who's doing the air shifts in between? They weren't voice tracked. No. I mean, they were playing <laughs> records right. back then. They were using reel to reel. Les Nesman was doing the news. Right. Herb Tarlick was selling the station. Right. Bailey Quarters was the promotions girl. Right. Jennifer was the receptionist. She was running the show. Uh, the big guy, Arthur big Carlson, guy. was yeah. the boss. His mother was a his bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was just mother. Yeah, his and, mother. And then uh, they brought in the country program director, Andy Travis, from another market to run the radio station. Right. So don't you tell me that wasn't real. Okay. There was nobody doing middays or afternoons. <laughs> ah, all right, you're making a point. All right, I'm just saying. Johnny Fever was not on the air 10 hours a day. I feel like he was, wasn't he nights? And then he no, was sleeping John, in Andy's office and Andy said, I want to No, put that's you when he went out to California and he said booger on the air. Booger, right. Oh, no, yeah, and he got fired. Booger. And then he came back and Andy put him on in the overnight. Right. And he was sleeping in the storage closet. That show was amazing. Yeah. That show is one of the reasons I got into radio. That and, I, you know, just listening to the radio as a kid and, and being connected with that thing that was happening and going, oh, wait, there's a blizzard outside, blizzard of 78, you know? And hearing someone, the relatability of live radio, there's nothing like that. But even that. going back to when you said you guys were locked in the studio during that snowstorm, I had somebody during those last two days come up to me and they're like, tell Shu and Carrie that that day when they were on the air until, I guess you guys went all we, night, right? All night. Yeah. yeah. They, he was like, I was plowing all night and that got me through it. And he was like, I always think about that when it's snowing out. And right. Like, relatability. That's yeah. what I miss. Like, for as amazing as podcasts and all as these other things are, the spontaneity of live radio is so... And, and being forced to work, like, as much fun as it is to say fuck, there is a That's certain fun in figuring out a way to not mm-hmm. say it. Right. It's just fun. You gotta be clever. You gotta be clever to... and you gotta be... I you think know. it was the headphones, because having these headphones on, I have them on now to listen to this, but when you're in this, you snap these headphones on, you know quickly, because people always said to me, like, dude, that's your favorite word. How do you not? I'm like, I think it's this. I always make the bands wear the headphones. Be- like, I always would tell them, like, you will be more aware that you're live on the air if you wear the headphones, and it'll keep you from swearing. Right. And it's bleeding. Totally it's, agree. It's bleeding over and changing a little now when you watch some, you know, celebrities go on these nighttime talk shows and they drop the f bomb. It's because they're over here on Sirius doing it all day, or somewhere like a podcast, and then they'll go on like Kimmel and go, "Oh fuck, ooh," but they'll keep it on now, but they'll yeah. just beep it. So that it's just the FCC is an interesting animal. Did you guys talk? And I, I don't remember hearing you guys address Mike. Have you? Have we? Has anyone addressed what happened to these two the last night? Of the radio station? Well, um, what did I do? Well, I don't know about Isaiah. He hugged me for an hour, an appropriate amount of time, although I couldn't say anything because 
midnight had come and gone and I was no longer an employee. So right. I just went straight to the police. Out of everyone but, um, that was there, yeah. three people got dismantled. Oh, yeah, yeah. And those three people did not include you and I. No, we didn't drink until midnight. After midnight, we drank right. those those bottles out yeah. in the parking lot. Was yeah. that that bad? That's you guys had to be taken care of. Yeah. You're welcome. Oh, oh, you definitely did. I don't know what happened to Isaiah. I was wandering down Western Avenue. I don't yeah, either. You, you wandered into the night. Shit-faced. Josh, <laughs> Josh was like, hey, man, this is, I really is working with you. I'm like, okay, why don't you sit here, and when oh, I'm done God. with my stuff, I, I will drive you home. I thought I was just buzzed. I was like, if anybody deserves to be sloppy drunk and taken care right. of, it's me and Mike. No. I thought and we were me all and Mike were level. like, we got to get this audio we, together. Yeah, and we got to make this. sure everything's I'll all organized. Tomorrow. I'll edit this. And My I gotta plan dri- was to not drink. But I had to I drive Josh was, home. Don't blame me. <sighs> Tell, where, where was Josh? Josh, okay, so <laughs> I said, stay me. here. We're like, it's another studio. I said, just sit here and wait. I go, and I'm talking to, to Carrie and Joe Calgaro. And we're just kind of summing up the night or whatever. And, and uh, I go back in there. Josh is gone. <laughs> I text him. No answer. Um, when I, I drink, him, I disappear. So. No answer. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, crap. I hope he didn't drive home. Yeah. Because he was just out of his sh- fucking mind. I, so I, I walk outside to my car and I look up the, <laughs> up the street on Leo Birmingham Parkway there. And I see a car parked like against the grass where the old mafia guys play bocce <laughs> yep. over there. Yep. And it's running. And I'm like, huh. And I get closer. I'm like, oh, that, oh, okay, that's Josh's car. I'm like, I'm thinking he passed out in his car. He, he did. I walk up. Josh is sitting in the back seat <laughs> on his phone. And I, like, knock on the window like a cop. And he's like, ah! And uh, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? He goes, well, if you sit in the front, they can bust you for drunk driving. So I'm sitting in the back. I'm like, yeah, the car's running. Yeah, you can't have the key in the ignition, you doofus. I don't have a, one of those keys. So, oh, so it was just a hub? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was in my pocket. So I had to drive him home. I don't know what the wording on the line is. Back to, back to Holliston, and it was just like the whole time. You guys owe us a sloppy drunk night where you yeah, have to take care of done. us. Yes, done. Because that hasn't. Have you gotten sloppy, like passed out, puke on yourself, drunk yet? I, I didn't haven't. pass out or puke. I no, did no, get a since, little drunk since. I, She's saying like since. since we went off the air. Like I have not had that night where I. Like, just got dismantled. Just got dismantled. Well, I we have some I options done it behind yet. me. Yeah. Right here. We can start now. I know. In the war room. I mean, it's what time is it? Is it past noon? <laughs> yeah, it is past noon. That cabinet kind of looks like the cabinet that had a sex panther in it. And, uh, it does <laughs> look like this, yes. the musk cabinet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is there sex panther in there? Oh my God! No, that stings the nostrils. Let's not get away from that. One hundred percent. You want to get shit faced? I will take care of you. you yeah, you owe us. You guys. Yeah, you owe guys us. owe us a ride. It's not like it's not like we <laughs> took my pants off. Like a off get out of jail. Right. Thing. Yeah, but you were aggressively hugging. Like you, you were hugging let go me, me at like ten thirty, and I was like, "Bro, we're on the air for another hour yeah. and a half. Can you let the fuck go of my neck right it. now?" I was just and then afterwards, the emotional. last time I saw yeah. him, he wouldn't let go. Yeah. To the point where I was like, "Okay, buddy." Okay. You're, and you're a Joe, big guy, Isaiah. It's hard to unhug you sometimes. And Joe walked up behind him and looked at me, and I'm like, I'm okay. Okay. He's, no, it's fine. Because Joe was like ready to pry him off I don't of me. fight. I hug. Yeah, aggressively. That's okay. Yeah. I usually don't drink tequila, but I mean, I didn't, I didn't want to be rude and turn it down. Can we thank all the people who brought oh oh my God. an inordinate amount of booze? The food and the booze. The first night, Joe had to order us pizza right. because we had no food. There was nothing. Yeah. And then the second day, that Friday... 
people were dropping like it was like drive-by liquoring. They just were. They were. Yeah. The car was running. They were just dropping liquor bottles off on the steps and just taking off. And every single person, like all the former employees that showed up, everybody bought a bottle of something. Yeah. Tons it it tons was of insane. Booze it was a food. full, and there was no mixers. The soda machines were empty, yeah. so people were just drinking straight out right. of the bottle. They were drinking out of the uh, one thing intercom coffee mugs. So at least they were. At least they were being. You know, they What's weren't in the leaving mug? a big. Oh, three thousand dollar wine. Yeah, that's right. 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 But um, yeah. Thanks, thanks to all of those folks for the booze. I still have the half of that case of Budweiser that that guy dropped off with his bottle of Jameson, <laughs> and and. Uh, yeah, that was really nice. Yeah. That was, that was, a, it was, you know what? Um, Again, everyone going through it together. Right. The fact that listeners were like, this sucks so bad for me. It's got to be so much worse for Carrie and Shu that they were like, I need, like the fact that total strangers took the time out of their day to drive to the radio station right. after going on a packy run for us to just bring us booze because they knew we were hurting. How special is that? Yeah. It's awesome. That's and that's, it helped. It did help. Yeah. Afterwards, it helped. It definitely helped. Have you drank all the booze? No, there's still like it, the thing is, is that I think for me, I'm still in such shock. And I mean, I was at that radio station since I was 18 years old. Right. It's the only radio station I've ever worked at. For me, it was like I feel like a baby bird that got kicked out of the nest. Like I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck to do. Right. So I have a plan and I'm working on a bunch of stuff, but I'm so focused on that mm -hmm. that I haven't, like everybody's like, take some time off, go on oh, vacation. Yeah. I, I'm like, yeah. what the bills. fuck? I just lost my <laughs> career. What do you mean? Yeah, there's no no days off. <laughs> yeah, not right now. It's yeah. like there's too much to do. Can you share any of it? Like a little tiny sneak <laughs> there's peek? A, there's a lot of Mistress people. Mistress Carrie dot dot dot. There's a lot of people that are giving me suggestions on things sure. that they think I should do. A and podcast called The War Room. <laughs> Welcome to the war room. The thing is, this is an hour of yeah, your life, and you can just you do it. did you say on the last podcast, if she doesn't start a podcast, I'm going to make her? Yeah. Like, you were going to all froggy? Really, yeah. Josh? Yes. All 108 pounds I'm of you? I'm going to show up. Why don't we, in the middle of this war room right now, settle that? Make me do something, Josh. Wait, here, you're going to need this. I am. Thank you. This, Take the stick. This sounds like the... If you can get it up, boom. Yeah, right, that's yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> He's limp. He's so limp. I right made now. you. I, I brought audio equipment. You're talking into a microphone right now. I'm I'm working on a lot of things Good. right now. And Good. Yeah, I'm working because one of the things that really bums me out is that AF, and you know, I, I would like to think I played some part in it. Was was really integral in ex, you know exposing a lot of these great new bands to the audience. Oh yeah. And there's no, we were talking about it earlier, there's no other place for, you know, yes, you can Google this stuff and find them on the internet, but like, I really miss that part of my job was, you know, to find these new bands and get to know them and introduce them to the audience and whatever. So I'm Do that. trying to find ways to stay involved with all of that and... You know, I have a lot to say, and there's there's a lot of things. So I'm I'm working on a bunch of different things, but we, we I can't about, talk about any of it yet. We talked about uh, like Carmelita's show, you know, Base Day Rock right. gone. It's like fuck, that was a thing for years. All the stuff you did as the music director and assistant program director, I mean, 
I noticed over the last, you know, six months, it just amped up with the new music. Where the fuck does that go? Okay, hell yeah is not advertising on ZLX. It's just not happening. Well, then there's, you know, then there's new bands. There's bands like, you know, Dirty Honey and Dinosaur Pileup and bands like I Prevail and Ice Nine Kills. What's that Canadian band? Blue Stones? Nickelback. Oh, the Blue Stones, yeah. They're great. Come on, Josh. VTL. Nickelback at one point was a brand new band. Right. And we were one of the first radio stations yeah. in the country to play them. And you can rip on Nickelback all you want because it's the cool thing to do. Yeah, they sold like 50 million albums. Somebody s- likes them. Right. They sell Dimeback out every Darryl arena. was a fan. So right. if he can like Nickelback, everyone <laughs> right. else can fuck off. They sell out everywhere they play. But th- I remember we were playing Leader of Men. Yep. And they were a brand new band. Yep. And that was that day we were talking to Ozone about. Yeah. Where he had those guys in this other brand new band, Three Doors Down, came in the same day yep. to play. And then they played our Halloween party. Yeah, Chad, I interviewed Chad Kruger from Nickelback backstage. And he, again, was another rock star that found out about my feet. Uh, <laughs> yes. And oh, he gave me a foot yeah. massage during the interview. I have oh, is pictures he a foot of guy him. Too? No, but I had dressed up as like a businesswoman. Mm. I wore like a business suit and like pearls and put my hair up. Nobody recognized me. <laughs> and I wore fucking heels and was walking around our Halloween party in like heels, which I hate. And my feet hurt, and I was bitching about it during the interview. And he took my heels off and was rubbing my feet for me during the interview. You have pictures of that? Of course oh, I do. Oh, my God. All right, you can do a goddamn scrapbook and start a new music thing. There you go. That's your thing. There's that. I like when I was out in Vegas, I saw this new band called the Jacks. Okay. That are like these 20 something kids that are like a straight, you know who they reminded me a lot of was like a brother Kane, like that stripped down kind of bluesy rock and roll guys like that. But they're all like 21 years old and you're like, where the fuck did you guys come from? I don't, I, I, we talked about sure you can play new music on a serious type of platform, but there's no real development of artists. Maybe there is somewhere, but I don't hear because Sirius isn't live, because it's not someone sitting there saying, you guys are the jacks. Tell us about it. I, I don't hear it anywhere. Well, I, and podcasting is tough because you can't put the music in it. That's the part, the ASCAP fees and the fees. I did see something, you know, companies like Spotify and, and Pandora, and they're not fucking around. They, there's a time right now where that needs to happen, and you've been doing it long enough, and you're head is so full of music shit that you should be doing that and figure it out whether it's a platform like that or you I mean Spotify and Pandora have the money they have to provide something for, for well it's for new all artists. about podcasts are downloadable so you download the podcast and now it's on your phone yep if you put music in it you you've fee. now well not just a fee you've distributed the music mm. it goes back to the old you know Napster thing right. whereas uh, yep. you can't put the music in the podcast because you're downloading that's why whenever we would like put our shows up for podcasts on the AAF website no we'd music. have to go in and take the music out right. because you can't distribute other people's copyrighted material in downloadable podcasts somebody has to come up with it there has to be a record company that will say fuck it I'll pay the fees to cover that because this, this whole new music thing in the rock genre I certainly know that the top 40 in country horseshit get distributed everywhere there was actually a, there's actually a model for that okay uh, came out in i believe it was 1980 it was called mtv wow. and so what they did was they told the record companies if you want to put videos on here you have to produce them mtv didn't have to pay a dime for anything they covered the cost the record company produced the videos they did all that themselves gave mtv the content for it 
you know, and and it worked for them up until a point. And yeah. then MTV got huge, and the record companies were like, "Okay, it's time to say fuck you." Yeah, <laughs> you know, okay. that's gonna cost. But then, much. what did MTV do? They 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 made, stopped playing videos. Well, well, they did right, but they made Thriller. They got with Michael Jackson, and they right. said, "Okay, we'll make a video," and they made Thriller. Right. With Michael Jackson. And, and we're John like, Landis. what do you got, everyone yeah. else? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Here's a 15-minute movie. Fuck right. off. Yeah. What do you got? Now MTV has Room Raiders. Mmm. Hit uh, my ride. Right. What was the first stupid celebrity sh- uh, reality show on that channel? Um, Real World? Uh, was it The Real World? Was yeah. that the first one? That was the first, yeah, that's reality show. That's the spawn of that shit that's out now. What was the kid's name? Puck? I want to know where oh, Puck Oh, right. Is. Puck. Puck yeah. died, didn't And he? then the Osbournes was really the first kind of celebrity Right. Based reality where they were famous already. I liked it when they followed the dogs around. The dogs just shit everywhere. <laughs> it was fucking great. <laughs> Watching Ozzy pick up dog poop. I'm sorry. Like, I loved when he couldn't figure out how to use the TV remote watching the History Channel. I I could not miss an episode right. of the Osbournes. Kelly Osbourne recently said that they're trying to resurrect the show and that they've made an offer that, you know, within the last six months that the family was like the best offer that they had been given and I don't know. Did you I don't know if I want to see that. I do. I, I love know. Ozzy Couple Osbourne episodes. so I, much I that any way I can get access to him, I want it. But he is know. so friggin' funny. Yeah, he is, but he's got some serious issues right now. And I, I just feel like they'd be exploiting those issues. Are they exploiting him or is he just living his life? That like just I'm not laughing at Ozzy because he would have mobility issues. I'm laughing at Ozzy because the shit that comes out of his mm-hmm. mouth makes me laugh. He genuinely can't pick up the dog shit. He doesn't know what's going on. He's like, I don't know. Or I don't not know. even <laughs> that, but just hearing him, like, you have this idea about Ozzy as the Prince of Darkness. and the, But he's like, per, well, first of all, I love British humor anyway. I love British accents. I love British humor. And he just makes me laugh. Like, in the funniest, stupidest ways, just... Telling jokes, I, I talk, you know, I, I interviewed him a few times, mm-hmm. like just talking to him about the Beatles. Like, right. yeah, he it, loves the Beatles. I mean, yeah. unreal. He's just such a funny, charismatic, interesting guy that I don't know. And, and the family is just so out of whack in, in the funniest of ways that I'm just like, like every married guy can relate to having an overbearing wife that tells him what to do all the time. <clears throat> Josh Dolan. What? Wow. Oh, I thought she was talking to me. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, of course not, tell me what to do. No, that's ridiculous. Uh, How dare no, you. but that's what makes it funny is that you can imagine, like, even Ozzy is getting told. Right, the Prince of Pick Darkness. Pick up your socks, Ozzy. <laughs> that's what I laugh Sharon, at. Not Sharon that he's, you know, that he's got Parkinson's or anything. Like, it's just, he just makes me laugh. I'd so I that. would watch it. I'd watch that. You know what should be part of this show? Your dogs. Oh, they're they're with the dog sitter right now. Really? Yeah. But your the whole world is those dogs, man. Well, the one pug Wednesday. She has an Instagram, by the way. Can I plug her Instagram? Oh, absolutely. Plug anything. Wednesday, the goth pug on Instagram. You can follow okay. her exploits. I'm sorry, but uh, setting up an Instagram account for your pet is the same thing as making them wear clothes. I'm, <gasps> I'm unemployed and need things to do to occupy my time. Put, There's got to be more constructive things. There's got to be more constructive things. Let them be. I, I, I think my dog will follow your dog on Instagram. So. Oh, my God. 
What is wrong with you Mike, people? You used just to have get a on board. Mike. You used to have a three-legged dog. That I had a three-legged dog who didn't wear clothes and did not have any kind of social media. Platform. She would have had a great Instagram. Right, huge followers. See, now if she had a reality no. show, would you be <laughs> laughing at her because she had three legs, no. or would you just be laughing at her because Adina was funny? I laughed at her because she had three legs all the time. <laughs> we named her Adina after Adina Monsoon. Speaking of British humor, from Absolutely Fabulous. Yeah. Because every time Adina Monsoon would exit a car, she'd fall on the ground because she was fucked up. And that's what my dog used to do, but because she had three legs, so we named her Adina because she'd fall out of the car every time we took her somewhere. You're uh, still on social media everywhere? Plug yeah. that, too. Where can people people want to know what you're up to. So Well, it, that's where I'm going to make all of my announcements when it's time is on all the social media stuff. So Twitter's at Mistress Carrie. Facebook and Instagram are still at Mistress Carrie WAF for now till I figure out how I'm going to rename them and what I want to rename them to. Um but yeah, keep your eyes on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I got TikTok, but I haven't really done anything yet. That's just another addiction level of video. Yeah. But thing. you know what? That's what bums me out about AF not being there because Mike Shu and I would be making epic TikTok videos if we were in right. the studio right now. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Did you see the JLo A Rod one yeah, where they swap that was clothes? Disturbing. Yes. Mike, tell disturbing. me if we made that video on TikTok, okay, it wouldn't that be would be friggin' funny. awesome. No, that would be funny. That would be great. Still can. I'd have to get that yeah, purple right. you, wig. You still can. And what are you going to be doing? We talked about kind of some things. I mean, ser- all there's things. There's people I'm talking to. There's things. <laughs> don't don't rush <laughs> don't me. Pressure. There's things. Don't rush it's, me. Okay. You know what, dude? It's really hard to decide. No, no, I know, but I'm just saying. And you don't want to jump into something and have right. it fail. Like there's a nope. lot of pressure to not fuck up what you do next. Yeah. I I get it. I started my own business. It's scary as fuck. It really yeah. is. And you, I just. I just didn't know if there were things swimming around because you definitely almost made love to her meat cutting machine. I know. I mean, he put so both sweet. hands on I that know. thing. He like was, he was, was caressing the angles. Do you have anything? Do you have like a loaf or something? I don't or have a loaf roast of beef? anything. Everything you is sliced. You make a sweet roast beef sandwich. Yeah. Right? You oh. need to I mean, be if I had known that that's what you wanted to do is come over here and cut meat like Peyton Manning, <laughs> you know, what are, I, I would have gotten a roast beef before you, know, you got here. Reuben or cut a, that meat. Do you want a grinder? I can make a grinder. Oh, my God. I didn't know you had the passion. I love it. He was making mimosas, and all of a sudden, he's holding on to the side of this thing. That was such an epic fail that we left the champagne and the orange juice in the other room, and we're all sitting here with empty mimosa glasses. Fail. That's what it is. Also, fired. This is why we stop all doing got it. You fired. get out of shape. You we know? sucked yeah. at our job. We're doing it wrong. You can't keep booze. Well, what in are we talking? There's booze right there. Uh, yeah. I know. And Sex Panther. What's in those jars? Uh, I that, hope that's that like moonshine? booze and not some it's kind of moonshine. urine you're saving for the zombie apocalypse. My friend makes or moonshine. That's okay. moonshine. That, I bet you that clear one will get you fucked up. Oh, you still have some of that Kid Rock beer? Yeah, I kept the bottle. Yeah. Look at that. See that liquor next to the Kid Rock bottle? Yep. It's the bottles wrapped in barbed wire. <laughs> what is that? Is that I vodka? brought it home from South Africa. That's the last defense before you drink it. It's like, yeah. are you really sure you want to drink yeah. this? The bottle was wrapped, <laughs> and I was convinced. I wrapped it up and put it in my suitcase that it wasn't going to make it through customs. Yeah, right. And I was like, I That's need this bottle. <laughs> and then I brought a bottle of liquor back from um, Dracula's Castle in Romania, and that's up there too it's like a, is that a, one of those skulls it's in a potion bottle no that's oh. um dan Aykroyd's vodka up there oh nice have you watched the uh, new dracula on netflix no not yet excellent Fucking yeah mike really told it's on yeah. my list it's, it's really well good. done i thought i was gonna have a lot more time to binge things on netflix now that i was unemployed but yeah. i'm actually quite busy yep good but you have to watch that dracula oh my god that yeah. is that is and the new uh spencer with donnie Wahlberg. 
Or yeah, Mark. I heard no, that's Marky great Mark. too. It's good. It's a lot of fun. I'm a big Spencer fan. Uh, my dad read the books and he gave them to me to read, and I watched the Robert Urick series in the 80s. Okay. It's different, uh, but it's a lot of fun. I have and a, Eliza a grudge against Slezinger, that, though. Mm-hmm. You have a grudge I think against. she nails the, the accent. She's very She. Good. I saw her in the yeah. commercial for it, like the preview for it, and it sounded pretty convincing. I think they may have modeled her on Danielle Murr <laughs> because she's, like, mm. outspoken, super sharp, and she runs a dog grooming place where she also fosters strays. That is Danielle. There you go. Right. That and is she's d- anal about punctuation and grammar. Uh, Big time. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. We need to get her on this podcast. We do. Oh, my God. Say some things. Correct us for all of our stupid shit. Well, they shit. filmed that locally, and oh, yeah. I have a grudge against them because they shut my nail salon down for two days. <laughs> yeah. They filmed inside the nail salon Oh, that was your place? Yes. That's your place? Yes. A lot goes on in that place. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I have to watch stuff. it. Yeah, they filmed that all yeah. in the place where I get my nails done. There's a great scene with a guy and his head and a pedicure. Really? It's like really, yeah, it's good. Oh, now I got to watch it. Yeah. That's where I get my nails done. So for like three days, I wanted to go get my nails done, and I couldn't even get near the place because <laughs> all the film crews were there. And then when I went in, there's pictures on the wall of them filming like that are, that oh, are right, on the yeah. wall now it's like yeah. the wall of fame yeah, I was like fuck I need a manicure man like <laughs> what do you need doing? some help <laughs> there's a lot of com av in there yeah up near the paradise and yep. stuff and oh I can't wait to yeah, watch it's pretty it good. now it's pretty good and then uh, another good one that I watched all of is I'm not okay with this which is based on a, a comic book but that's really good too because it's like one of those normal person doesn't know what to do with their superpowers really kind of thing and it oh, takes place cool. in a shitty town in like greatest american hero remember that show oh my god, god. yes why you know, you know how what? to use the cape i don't like when they reboot or redo things but i wouldn't mind seeing someone i loved that make show a new greatest american you got to do hero. it right though you have to yeah. do it right cuz you go into like caddyshack too fail oh, yeah fail Awful. blues brothers 2000 <laughs> fail Awful. Yeah, uh, something else is uh, I don't know if it's on Netflix. It's called Stranger. I haven't seen Ooh, that either. It's just, it, and it's uh, British. It's you know over in the whole British thing, and the, get over in that England in the place. Whole England place. Thank you. Across <laughs> across the pond there. <laughs> Geography not my strong suit. It's a globe right here, man. Yes, thank yeah. you. It's that's across, an old it's globe here. though. So a lot of the countries are changed. Mm. Well, they're all going to fucking change when Corona wipes us out. Um, that one's a good one, Stranger. Just making a list of some things. Maybe I know. You should, maybe I'm, tr- you should, I'm trying. There's you a lot binge. of stuff. People have, people have It's a been... healthy diversion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you're working, I know you're working hard. Trying to figure it out. Take, you know, an hour. Yeah, Just give myself a TV. mental break. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, the weather's starting to be nice. Go out and rock the garden. Rock the dogs. Yeah. I got to go out with the rototiller. You guys should see me with the rototiller. And a pair of overalls, I get after it. I've seen a lot of pictures oh on God. social media. I when get you get that, when you get it. that garden going, you're like that rototiller bam. is like the slicer for shoe. Like I get my hands <laughs> on that thing, and I'm like, let's do this gardening show, meat show. It's like meat that saying, deli show. It's that, it's that saying that when you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Yep. Like when you get a rototiller, you want to till everything. You just want to keep going. You just want to keep going. Yeah. Ask the neighbors. Yeah. Can I, I, I rototill some of your shit over there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still have AAF brain. I, I keep thinking, save that drop. Save that drop. Right. <laughs> Use that one. Use that one. Yeah, Use that sorry. one. Use that one. That's like you with the meat, though. You're like, do you have any actual meat in here I can slice? Slicing yeah. the meat is such a great it's Yeah, a great and getting feeling. it to that exact yeah, right thickness. Yeah, get it the way thickness. you like it. Just, you know. Anybody that's ever worked in a, in a deli, because yeah. I grew up doing it, too, and it's like when you get the perfect slice. Right. Oh, Especially roast beef. Roast beef, when it's done, perfect. When it's pink in the middle and you just slice it nice and thin it's the feeling of that blade going through the meat 
you know, that's a sounds, sharp blade yeah. and thin, perfectly sliced prosciutto mm-hmm. that you can read right. a newspaper through. Yep. Oh. This is something you, about this, the slicing thing. Are you yeah. watching this, Josh? I think they're high. Do you do you feel? <laughs> I think they're high. <laughs> <laughs> not though. That's the thing. I'm just not. Uh, I you guys want to I'm a little afraid of the weed from today. They've done a lot of science since. Oh, I know. There's I was so much college. science. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get that brown brick of shit weed anymore with a wood chip in it. It's yeah. Not. I don't fucking miss that weed though. With the <laughs> no, sticks I don't. and the seeds. No, I know. And you get you get a headache because there was a penny in the bag and there's copper <laughs> everywhere. And- Mike came into the studio <laughs> one day, and I was like, "Hey, how's your weekend?" Blah blah blah. Whatever. And he's like. You know what? I found this strain that it makes you want to clean the bathroom, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's I need poison. that." Yeah, it's it's like a cup of coffee. That is so yeah, specific. whatever I, that yeah. is, I need that in my life. That's like a. It's been around for a long time. It's a pure. The sativa strain is like the uplifting one, but this was like pure straight ahead. You smoke it, and you get like, oh, "Okay, I'm getting high," and then all of a sudden, it's like, "I gotta do something." And you're, I was cleaning the bathroom. I was vacuuming. I was like, whatever that is, I need that. And oh, yeah. thank you to whoever invented it. Yeah. To make you want to clean the bathroom. It's, it's fantastic. It's the worst job in the house. <laughs> oh, no. Walk into it's great when you're high, though. Walk into a dispensary. It's literally, <laughs> yeah. it's going to be that. You want to clean your bathroom? What do you want to do? You want to have sex for four days? You yeah. want to sleep for four days? Go. I sent Stiz that, uh, to the dispensary in Vegas on one of those trips that we did. How did that go? I, my, I had, did he come I, back? Yeah, he did later. <laughs> I had done something to my back, and I was like, dude, my back is really sore just being on the flight and like my back was just killing me yep. and I was like look I'm gonna give you a bunch of money we go to the dispensary and like get something for me to put on it and I was like here's some extra money just go and get whatever the hell you want to come back so he comes back and I'm with a bunch of hip-hop DJs and we're doing shots and he comes back from the dispensary and his eyes are like the size <laughs> of bucket lids he's like what is going on I'm like did you get that stuff from my back and I was like oh this feels great he forgot about you and just got totally fucked up. Yeah, it took him a while to get back, and he was like, the place was huge. It was like Home Depot. <laughs> That's something you're going to dive into. These dispensaries and what's happening with cannabis, like take out all the joking around and fucking around the smoking. Oh, it's your, a huge business. Your, your education yeah. in it. Didn't you try to get on that on that committee? In that, I did. I, well, on the advisory committee. Right. Not the control commission, but it's the advisory. People don't realize that weed is going to cure the coronavirus. Come on. Hmm. Potentially, maybe. Smoke well, they said probably going to be. A, yeah, it, so I, th- it, I think they already have a cure. <laughs> they're probably going to name a strain after the coronavirus. Why not? You know, they have a strain called Zombie Death Fuck. So why not? That's what this place is called. See, this is the Zombie Death Fuck. I have house. a friend <laughs> whose dream job is to name paint colors. Oh, I want to have the job where you name the weed. Yeah, I know. Whose job is that? We oh. had a thing, didn't we? Didn't we have weed strain or? Didn't we do a, like a, a contest? Oh yeah, and weed it was strain. weed strain or or bird they, species or oh, something yeah. like that. It was like National Bird Day or something. And they don't remember because they got baked. No, that was we don't get baked during the show. You can get I baked say. during podcasts. Oh, I didn't know that. I would have. <laughs> oh, wow! This is why we Damn got it. fired. No yeah. booze. No, no weed. show prep. No you goddamn guys food. Suck. Weed. <laughs> The wheels, we've been off the air for, what, 18 days? And it's just all gone. 22 years of an illustrious broadcasting career and 18 days is gone. Oh, but we got a Zulu death stick. Yeah. And an ISIS flag. It's a Zulu war club. Let's bring it all back to this war room. This is the sickest place to do a podcast. Do you see the, the warthog dummy round over there? What is it? On the oh, top shit. shelf next, next to, to the radio. radio. Wow. Is that what comes out of those guns? In out the of front an A10 warthog? warthog, yeah. Holy it's shit. It's a 30 millimeter round. Is yeah. that live? 
No, it's okay. a dummy round. I'm just yeah, imagine like yeah. imagine like you know. You do realize you're recording everything, right? So if you're gonna ask me if I have a live A10 round, I'm not gonna say yes, <laughs> yes. while you're recording me. Especially why no. Especially why you're talking about weed. Can't no, it's it's a dummy round that was gifted to me by someone in the military. It's just a big, giant, scary-looking paperweight. Imagine 500 of those coming at you in like a second. five seconds. Yeah, you're dead. Yeah. Well, you're not dead. You're you're hamburger. They call them tank killers. When when I was flying in Iraq in 2006, we flew from Talil Air Base to this place called Diwaniya, which is way in the southern part of Iraq. And all of the tanks that Iraq had that were just in a giant line headed towards the Kuwaiti border back in the first Gulf War just got laid out by those A-10s. Jesus. And all of those tanks are still out because they're in the middle of nowhere in the desert. Wow. And our A-10s took off out of Kuwait and just mowed those tanks down. And that's what they did it with. Jesus. The A-10 is by far my favorite. Oh, it's favorite the only line. aircraft that was ever designed around the gun. Yeah. They brought the gun to the engineers and said, make this fly. Right, exactly. <laughs> and any, any guy that you ever talked to that was like boots on ground in the first Gulf War... They said that when you heard the whistle of that yep. engine, oh, that that like knowing what the A10 sounds like, they were like, "All right, we're good." Yeah, they were loud yeah. and slow, but they they just did damage. Yeah, yeah they've they were, tried to get rid of them out of the Air Force yeah. for a while, and I they remember, will remember, not yeah. get rid of them because those things will fuck you up. I like to be on this side of that war. I mean, America's got some shit. Yeah, you you <laughs> you go and talk to an A10 pilot, yeah. and those guys are just. They're just badass. Yep. They're just so cool. Built for speed. Yeah. Anything else you want to touch on on this program, Josh Dolan? No, nah, I just, I can't wait to have a warm room in my house. It's it cozy, right? It Isn't is. Isn't it nice in here? I, I, just, I told I like my wife, like, I, when we buy a house, I want a room where I can just go eat pizza, and watch World War II stuff. Like, for a while, that, that I didn't want to have a TV in here. <laughs> but I put a TV in here to kind of be able to watch, like, History Channel stuff or whatever, but that TV has probably been turned on, like, three times since I moved into this house because you just kind of sit in here, and it's one of those rooms that lends to, like, great conversation. Oh, just history. come in here and get yeah. a cocktail and just talk all night. You don't need that tank. Does the tank move? Does it move? Can you make that move? You can. You can Is it, it remote control? It, no, it's not remote Does control. Does it shoot? I had a friend whose dad what? had a Isaiah, hobby a shop back questions. in the day. When his dad died, they had to go through the storage. My friend called me one day and goes, do you want a tank for the war room? Oh, yes. Yes, I do. Yes. Think about it. You had yes, me, I do. do you want a tank? <laughs> um, hold and on. Yep. <laughs> so he gave it to me. So it's pretty cool. But there's a, there's a lot of like funky. And people give me like weird stuff. Like that rusty box right there is old army recipes from the old army cooks. Oh, my oh gosh. And, and each recipe, like it's good for like 150 right, yeah. men. Like wow. yeah. these recipes cook for a ton of people. But all the recipes are in there. It's really cool. It's an old recipe box. That's awesome. So there's just a lot of like little funky tchotchkes and, you know, interesting people I've met along the way and, you know, the awards I've been fortunate enough to be given. And and I love all the old propaganda posters, too. Those are awesome. Well, you mind if we take some pictures that we can post on the Breaking the Ice uh, social? Not, yeah, you not, can. Not all of it. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, there's picture. some stuff in here that's like old family Hell stuff, but Hitler. not that. Yeah, yeah. But no, these posters are really cool. I love like the artwork and. You know, loose lips might sink ships. That's right. I really like the um, the destroy this mad brute. <laughs> like, I feel like the artwork <laughs> is really good, even though it's like right. completely like in this one, like the the 
treat him rough, join the tanks. Like, I love the artwork of it. The Germans are watching you. Right? You talking to me? Loose talk. Like this one. Women, there's work to be done (laughs) and a war to be won. Now! (laughs) Yeah, it's like, it's ludicrous, but at the same time, like... It's history. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's history. Yeah, so I love having him up there, and now, people my, always come in and laugh at him. To my hell with favorite Hitler. Favorite picture of Hitler? Well, I shouldn't say favorite. My well, <laughs> that's wow, the weirdest. That's just, uh, my favorite I, I said, I said picture of Hitler. Yeah. You know what he does every time. And <laughs> podcast yeah, over. No, this is no, 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 no. Watch this. This is how the goddamn thing's gonna end. Go ahead. Okay. You fuck everyone up. Go ahead. The picture of Hitler I'm most fascinated with is he's standing in front of the Eiffel Tower, and he's just like he's it. I don't know. It's just so weird. He's just standing he's got there, this like really happy look on his face. Yeah, he's like, I just took. He this looks shit. like he's but happy. It's just so weird because it's and like he's the, having a good time. The, <laughs> seems like a nice guy. I want guy. Hitler to have a good time. <laughs> it must have been so prayer. stressful. He's, I he's such a nice guy. He has such a strong work ethic. Really so we does. have some Patreon names to read. <laughs> you want to give some people some shout outs? Oh yeah, we got. Wait, uh, we have ads. When we people are giving we us money for this. Yet. Wait, you guys are Suckers. charging money for this? Do I get cut in on the deal? How does this work? Maybe we shouldn't have brought that up. What the fuck? Deal with. Where's the stick? We gotta we gotta take the thirty two dollars we have and break it up four yeah. ways now. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, man. Hey, that's eight bucks. We'll that's buy a, a new sub, mic right? next week. <laughs> so we got three people that signed up right away. People were actually asking for a Patreon. They're like, "How can I sign? I, I want to send money. I want to help." And the first person to ever sign up, Paul Chadbourne the second. What's up? I believe I might have met Paul Chadbourne. Is he the guy who makes trombones? I don't know. He, his name. See, that's something that I've never met anyone that makes trombones. Yeah. Paul might. That's cool. He makes like trombones and French horns. I think this is the same guy. Huh. That I've, I've, I only know that because we've corresponded over social media. We're going to know quickly when he hears this. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) I'm not that douche. I don't make horns. (laughs) And I'm going to mess these up. Ashley Arsenu. How would you pronounce that? Right That's there? like any radio event. I'm glad event. we're prepared for this. Yeah. That's any radio event when you had to pull names out of the oh, hat. Yeah. And go, oh, boy. Karen oh, Zipotowicz. Ah, oh, Christ. And this is why they don't have radio jobs this anymore. Is, uh, fired. fired. This is fucking embarrassing. Ashley Arsenault. And then Mary Acuna. Mary Acuna. It was nice I, to see I you, Gary. It was good to see that. you, too. Thank you very much. Wow, these people, wow. Yeah. They actually gave money. Yeah, yeah. divide hey, by thanks four. thanks a lot, you guys. People are listening, and they want over it here. to keep growing. Also unemployed. Hey, I bought the champagne. <laughs> that you left in the other room. <laughs> know, it's nice so and warm bad. now. So bad. But that is good. Give that a, give that a pimp. You, you made a Patreon page. Yeah, patreon.com slash BTI. For breaking the ice. And don't forget to subscribe. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, rate us. You know, review. give us Leave a good a rating, please. We got him to agree to do it every week. So maybe you want to play along. Not every week if you're busy, but other times. Yeah, like share some things. It's the Wild West. We can do whatever we want. And we can come here or whatever. I mean, this is Send the fun part text. to sit here and <laughs> wear a vest. Next time, yeah. all four of us can get in the casket and try to do a podcast. Oh, there we go. Yes. Yes, yeah. I will get in the podcast. Next episode, we're going to talk about pictures of Hitler, and that's a whole new, that's a it, whole other podcast. I like, I like that poster up there with Hitler getting punched in the chin. I like that one too. That's Josh's with least Hitler. favorite. Josh doesn't I like that one because he's apparently a fan of Hitler. Should I like we, Hitler when he's happy. I like the happy Hitler. Should oh, we end this God. thing now that we talked about Hitler? You yeah. just broke the microphone. Oh, oh my God. Well, there's the all that Patreon second. money. Damn it. <laughs> I have to buy a new microphone. We'll this is why week, we're fired. I had two this of those microphones. You broke fired. the other one when we were doing Dirty Water TV. You really broke it. You just That's why we can't have nice oh, things. I get aggressive. 
That is why we can't have nice Finally things. Had four mice Keep your eyes on my social media page. Yes. I got stuff coming. Love you all. Fuck. All right. I did break this. You duct tape. It's breaking Just the ice, not break tape. the equipment, Isaiah. Son of a bitch.